Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you listening tonight. Got people texting in, letting me know they're listening. I'm glad that you're listening. I'll give a shout-out to some of you here in a second. If you're tuning in for the very first time, this is Pastor Bob Simons with the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We are right on the interstate, right on Interstate 94. You can't miss our church. And we... uh, Love this new building. We've been in it now. What are we coming up on? Four years now? Is that right? That doesn't seem possible, but I think so. And so we're excited about it. We still have room to grow and um, just excited about what God is doing. We had a great service today. We had our church Christmas program, so we had a lot of visitors there. That was exciting and um, just really neat to see all that. We uh, have, if, if you are listening online, you know, this broadcast is coming live here on December 12th, 2021. It should be eventually someday on a podcast also, if I ever get around to loading them up. We've got, um, you can be part of this program by texting me, 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862, or if you are out of the country, email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got people texting from all over the place. Um, and as I say, if you are listening from outside of the Dickinson area, uh, you, I want you to know that, that uh, this broadcast is on an AM station right here in Dickinson. So we've got, um, I always love to see this text. Let's see, I just saw it here. The mayor of Leffer, North Dakota is listening. That's exciting. Um, so the uh, uh, just appreciate his kind words on that text. We've got Tina from Kildare listening and Raul. Is the Portellis family listening tonight? Glad to have you. Tim, listening in North Carolina, and Tim and Dickinson. Tim and Maddie and their family. We've got Brother Johnson listening in Mesa, Arizona. I'm coming down there to visit you. 
someday here. I, I think I got plane tickets there sometime in February. My wife, we're coming down to see my wife's brother down there. So we're coming that way. We've got Yvonne listening in Bowman and Marin. Good to have them listening. Sister Brett's up in Kildare is listening. <coughs> Text me tonight, 701-290-7862, and you can be part of this program. And um, and if you have any scriptures for me, make sure you uh, don't just give me the scriptural reference because I'm on live radio, so I can't just look it up real quick. So anything that goes along with my teaching or preaching tonight on the radio would certainly be welcome. You know, I got got the itch to bring my guitar in the studio. I heard last week, now I wasn't able to hear the program last week. I started out hearing it, but it's too long of a story to tell you why I couldn't finish it. But I heard that, um, I know my my son Ben Simons was doing the program, and I also heard that um, that Abe Simons was in here playing his guitar. And so that was exciting. I'm sure that was good. So I'm going to just, I'm not to be outdone, I'm going to try to play my guitar here too. These are some, a uh, couple little courses in the key of E, which is a very, very comfortable key for me to sing in. And uh, we'll just give it a whirl here. They, they have the same chord progress, progression kind of, but one of them I wrote and one of them I didn't. Let's give it a try.
praise Lord you're worthy of the highest praise Lord you're worthy now and for always your goodness and mercy causes me to say Lord you're worthy of the highest praise Well I got it out of my system but maybe I'll play it again later Pastor Bob here the Tell It Like It Is radio show good to have you with us tonight We had our church Christmas program at the church today you talk about cute you talk about some cute kids and you talk about a well-done program it was excellent and uh very very good Let's see who else just texted me we've got the Lomans Lane Tristan and Sammy and Melissa. No. Who is Sammy? Oh, Sammy. I know who Sammy is. All right. Hey, good to have Sammy listening tonight. There's that, uh, the, the Sammy Shrekheis, the missionary to Honduras. Good to have him with it, listening tonight. Turn your attention to Isaiah 9 and 6. This is a very familiar portion of Scripture, and we're going to kind of springboard off of it just a little bit with a couple different they say nothing's coming across on Holy Ghost Radio. Um, somebody said it's staticky. I, I don't know if we can stop that or not. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's on your end, Brother Griffith. I'm not sure. Anybody else having trouble listening on Holy Ghost Radio tonight? Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This um, scripture is certainly the most famous Christmas scripture of all, I'm sure. It's a prophecy of the coming Messiah that was to be born a baby. And, and this scripture talks about, of course, revealing the mystery of all of this. This this is was a mystery according to Colossians one twenty six, a mystery which had been hid from the ages and from generations, but now it's made manifest. <clears throat> this this um, mystery of who Jesus is, this mystery of of who this babe in the manger was and what he came to do. Verse first uh, Colossians one twenty seven says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Going on in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 2, it talks about that there is the mystery, they call, he called it the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. And then he says in verse 8 of Colossians 2, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Understanding who Jesus is and what he came to do had been a mystery, but it's not a mystery anymore. The Bible says that a in Matthew one twenty three, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And so Jesus was somehow God with us, came as a man. It's explained pretty well in one of my favorite verses in the Bible. 
And I don't, I, you know, really, I, I, I could spend the whole radio show just scratching the surface of who Jesus is tonight. And I, I really, some days, you know, and I've done it on the radio many times, but I'm not doing it tonight. But it's 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. There's only one God, the Bible says, and that's the Father. And God was in Christ, bringing the world back to himself. This is the mystery of the babe that was born in Bethlehem in a manger. That it was God himself came robed in flesh. Jesus was truly a man. He got hungry. Uh, he, he got tired. <coughs> he was afraid, the Bible teaches. But as God, he, he couldn't be any of those things. As God, he could still the storm. As God, he could raise the dead. He uh, was both God and man. And so that's not my topic tonight, but that's, I want to tell you, this is the mystery. The mystery that hit, was hid from the ages is that the creator of the universe visited this planet as a man. That's, that's, that's the mystery of what we call Christmas. But tonight I want to talk about do you know him just as a man? Do you know him, or just as, as God, I should say? Do you know him just as the everlasting father? Because he's so much more. And in Isaiah 9 and 6, we're going to talk about one of the things that his name shall be called tonight. His name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor. Text me 701-290-7862. Don't you doubt for a minute that he will Don't you know that he loves you Don't you know that he cares Don't you know that he died to save your soul Don't you doubt for a minute that he will 
everybody. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show still. Oh, we've got uh, somebody saying that Holy Ghost radio radio is not working. So I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, the uh, anybody else listening on Holy Ghost radio is it is it working? Um, I know you can listen to us on KDIX.net or Holy Ghost Radio Channel Two. So anyway, for the rest of you, the um, hopefully that it's still coming in tonight. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show pastor, also of the New Life Pentecostal Church. We have services kind of all week in this area, Tuesday nights in Beach at the Beach Community Center. We have Wednesday night here in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive at 730. Pastor Bob is teaching on the the concept of setting Christian standards for living and how much sense that makes. Christian standards so that we can make it easier so we can live out the biblical principles that they represent. Very, very uh, enjoyable to teach it. Um, many churches, I think many even Pentecostal churches, don't think it's for visitors. I think it is for visitors. People already know that Pentecostals dress differently, they live differently, they they don't entertain themselves the same way, and I feel like they deserve to know why. And and so we're teaching on uh, Wednesday nights on the um, on setting Christian standards, the church's setting standards of conduct, rules of order. And I certainly, I, every time I come to the pulpit, I take my pastor with me, Pastor David Walters. He's passed away now, but he comes with me, especially when I teach along those things. Uh, the uh, Got somebody else, secondly, saying Holy Ghost Radio is not working. So I don't know if Brother Duran is on top of that. I sent him a text, so... Um, uh, we've got people saying so. Hopefully, you can tune in on Holy Ghost or on KDIX dot net. So hopefully, that will work. If you can't get us on Holy Ghost Radio tonight, I'm not sure what's going on. We've got uh, tonight. I want to talk about wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. Uh, that word counselor in Hebrew, Yawatz, it means to advise, advise, to consult, to give counsel, uh, to devise, to plan. You know, God wants to be our counselor. Now, counseling is a huge business today. There's um, certainly, um, and I'm not taking pot shots at counseling. I think uh, counseling is a wonderful thing. I think the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom, there's safety. Uh, I think if you want to learn how to do something, get a counselor, get somebody to show you. You know, nowadays a lot of people have counselors even for fitness. They have, they have their, uh, uh, you know, their fitness trainers and so on. Is that what you call them? Uh, you know, there are job coaches. There are marriage counselors. There, there, there are dietitians that counsel people on how to eat right. And um, there are there are school counselors, mental health counselors. You can get legal counsel if you um, if you. Uh, need legal counsel. You know, there's counseling that families give to each other. <clears throat> Sometimes the best counselors of all could be someone right in your own family, maybe a grandparent or a parent or a brother or sister, or uh, maybe a, a good friend can give you is brave enough to give you good counsel even when it goes against your grain. But and and of course, uh, professional counseling is rampant. People are spending. Uh, I mentioned it in our church service today. We're, we are in a plague of depression. Our world, uh, 
not even since just COVID, but it's increased dramatically. But we are people are dealing with depression in in record numbers, and I I believe that I, I believe it's true, and they are being medicated and going to counselors, and I can see that it's going to be get worse and worse before the Lord comes, unless you tie into the counseling I'm talking about. God wants to be our counselor. You know, I've had people tell me, I've got an appointment this week with my counselor. Well, I hope that your counselor is Jesus. His word gives us counsel. Godly leadership is counsel. God can figure out your problems if you would just hear the word and apply the word. God's counsel is always true. And I may say this more than once, but bring your burdens and your problems to God. His counsel will guide you through all of them. There are no hopeless situations. There are only people who have grown hopeless about their situations. God is the counselor. And just like these professional counselors, it's not just a one session with God. He wants to be our lifetime counselor. But we've got to hear the word. 35 times in the Bible, it says, hear the word, hear the word, hear the word. And of course, we have such a beautiful access to the word of God now more than ever before. Not only is the literacy rate in this world higher where people can read the Word, which is still the best way, but even if you can't read, you can listen to the Word of God now. If you're blind and you're deaf, you can find the Word of God in Braille. I mean, we are living in a time where the potential to hear godly counsel from His Word is more... um, available to us than at any other time in history. Good to have Brother Farron checking in tonight, a great evangelist listening to us down from the St. Louis area. I quote Brother Farron a lot. I just quoted you today in my Sunday school class. You know, he has got, Brother Farron, I'll just digress, he's got some good horse sense, just some really good practical stuff. Um, You know, we were talking about forgiveness today in my Sunday school class, and I quoted Brother Farron. Good to have you listening tonight. Maybe I should dig out some of his music here in a minute. Eventually. Um, So godly counsel through his word, and also godly counsel through the ministry. Ephesians 4.11 said he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers, pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Jeremiah 3.15, what a gem in the book of Jeremiah. It says, And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And I'm just going to give a shout-out, not to my pastor because he's dead, but out uh, to his memory and maybe some of his family that's listening tonight and some of the people, other people that he pastored. Pastor David Walters was a pastor, I believe, after God's own heart. And he gave me godly counsel. Pastor Walters, I can count maybe on one hand or two hands where he would pull me aside and give me personal counsel. But mainly the counsel I received from him is his preaching and teaching that he did in our local assembly. And you know, the greatest 
thing you can do for your pastor is listen to him and apply it. That's the greatest thing you can do. You know, every October they have something called Pastor's Appreciation, and people get me some wonderful gifts. I mean, really nice gift cards to restaurants. I just used uh, some gift cards this weekend that I had received in October for Pastor's Appreciation. People give me nice coffee. I, I really like good coffee. They give me coffee. Just a lot of nice gifts, homemade things. But I always tell people, my wife and I appreciate those things so much, and we're we can't say it enough, but we don't expect that, we don't want that, but if you want to appreciate me as your pastor, and if you're listening tonight and I'm your pastor, take the counsel that I give you when I'm preaching and teaching. Because if it comes to the point where I have to counsel you in my office or at your home, I personally believe that many times it's because you won't listen to the preaching and teaching. And as I said, I am thankful for godly counsel. I guess we're on Holy Ghost Radio now. I I don't know if we've lost everybody that was trying to listen to us, but if you um, can text people that usually listen to us on Holy Ghost Radio, uh, maybe let them know that we're on now. The... uh, you know this. This. Um, you know, here again, my my pastor didn't. It wasn't that he did occasionally come up to me and say, "Bob, I need to talk to you," or maybe I came to him with a specific question. That's true, <clears throat> and he always gave me good counsel. Then also, in fact, just one piece of counseling he gave me many years ago uh, made me a successful businessman, or at least you know I feel like I've been successful and. And it's been a great business, this siding and window business. And what just I was it was too much to tell the story, but he gave me some good counsel. But you know, I'm going to tell you this: that when people say I must go see my counselor, I'm trying to tell you make sure that your main counselor is this wonderful counselor found in Isaiah nine and six. Many people will not seek God's counsel. They think the Bible's outdated. They think it's old-fashioned. <clears throat> they don't have, the light has not been turned on. It doesn't make any sense to them. But in the Bible, in the Word of God, is the counsel that you need for every area of your life. And when I say every area of your life, I mean every area of your life. There's counsel on how to be a child. There's counsel about what your attitude towards your parents should be. There's counsel about how to run your finances and how to work your job. There's counsel about how to have a happy marriage and how to treat your wife right, how to treat your husband right. It's all in the Bible. It is. It's all in the Bible. But many people will not seek God's counsel or that some people will hear it but they won't really listen to it or apply it to their lives. In the in the parable of the sower and the seed in Mark chapter 4, 14 through 20, Jesus said this. Let me just read it to you quickly. The sower soweth the word. So there, here's a picture of this guy out sowing like you would sow grass seed. <clears throat> but Jesus said, the story I'm telling you, the seed is the word, the word of God. So tonight, I'm doing some sowing on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm sowing the word. 
The word that I'm sowing tonight is that God is a wonderful counselor. That's the word that I'm sowing. And the Bible said, and there are they that by the wayside, in other words, they were listening to this radio show, and it says, and where the word is sown, so they hear it, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away that was so, taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And so Satan, you might have just they might have just turned the radio show off right now. They heard it, but they didn't let it sink in because it was a, it was a hard path. In verse sixteen of Mark four, it says, "And the and these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word." immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time and afterward when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Notice, <clears throat> these are people, there's some good ground there, but there's a bunch of rocks there. And so this seed doesn't take root in their life, but notice again, they heard the word. It said they heard the word. But they heard the word and it didn't take root. And the third group of people, it says, and such are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Notice again, they heard the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So here again, we have people that hear the word, but they won't apply the word to their lives because of these other circumstances. And finally, in verse 20, it says, And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. Notice, this is different. They hear the word and they receive it, and they bring forth fruit (coughs) 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. So the reason I told that story tonight is because, or I I read that story in the Bible, is because Jesus is making a point. He has counsel for you, to help you not only get to heaven, which is certainly the most important thing, and to get your loved ones to heaven and everyone we know to heaven, but for every area of our life. But we many times people will hear it, but they won't do anything about it. Like, frust- you know, maybe I'm trying to you know just take out my frustrations on the radio audience tonight, but sometimes as a pastor, I feel like I've got what you need the counsel from the Word of God to help you. Like, I'm one of these pastors that isn't like in a trance when I'm preaching. I'm not in a in some kind of, like some kind of guru that that's in some kind of a medium, you know, like, no, when I'm preaching, I'm looking at the people that go to our church, and I know them. And I'm praying, God, give me a word for them, and many times I know what I'm saying. I know who I'm saying it to. Now, of course, many times it touches people that I don't know who I'm saying it to. When people, I, I'm going to tell you, sometimes I preach and I don't know why I'm preaching, but many times I see as a pastor, as a shepherd of a local church, we know the situations people are going through. And we preach to those situations many times. But many times people do not take the counsel of the word they won't take it and that's that's a sad sad thing it's it's a, it's a tough thing 
you know, when I when I think about it, I I it's just like you know you know it's what are you expecting God to do? Are you expecting to do it for you? Many times God gives us counsel because he wants us to be part of the effort to change whatever the problem would be. What are you going to do with God's counsel? What are you going to do with it? I'm going to just take a break here. I didn't realize this time's going by. I'm going to play part of a song here. And um, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Pastor Bob coming back in. That's a good song, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. We're talking about Wonderful Counselor. I did. Seems like I lost some of my listening audience. I don't know how long Holy Ghost Radio was down, but but um, the um, hopefully that uh, they pick it back up tonight if they care to. You know, we're talking about how God has got counsel for anybody that wants to listen to him. And tonight, my this radio show is about let's avail ourselves to God's counsel. He's the one that made us. He can tell us how to live. He's, he's the only one that has the answers. 
you know, it's so important that we do not reject God's counsel. You know, there was a man in the, the Old Testament named King Saul, and he uh, he was uh, in step with a, a very powerful prophet that the Bible said none of his words fell to the ground. Like, the prophet Samuel didn't make any mistakes when it came to telling people the word of God. And King Saul was blessed to have this prophet on his side. And and there's a lot to the story. I mean, King Saul, um, God sent Samuel he, to anoint him as king. He chose him as king. And Saul had many things going for him, and plus a great attitude at first. But he let it go to his head, and he got proud, and he stopped listening to godly counsel. And it came to a head in 1 Samuel 15, where King Saul had disobeyed God and was trying to make up for it by sacrificing a bunch of animals. And in 1 Samuel 15 and verse 22, Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord in thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sins, turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said, Saul, you didn't hear what I said. I'm going to tell you again. In in 1 Samuel 15, 26, Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. Saul, let's go over this again. You won't do what I say. God is not going to fix your problems without you being part of the solution. He wants obedience as part of the problem solving. And that's why people will take this pill and they'll take that pill, but they won't take the gospel. They won't do what God says. You know, a scripture in Isaiah 66, 4 and 5, it says, the Lord says, this is kind of scary stuff. He said, I will, I also will choose their delusions. Like God, he, he's going to, these people that are deceived, God's going to let them be deceived. And this is why. He said, I'll bring their fears upon them. Why? Because when I called, none did answer. When I spoke, they did not hear. And then in verse 5, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. You know, this, you know, godly counsel, God is the wonderful counselor. It is not complicated to do what's right. It's not. The Bible is straightforward. Now, the Bible won't tell you which brand of car to buy or what color of car to buy. The Bible won't tell you whether you should get a dog as a companion or not get one. 
If you ask Pastor Bob, he'd probably tell you not to get one, but <clears throat> just because they seem like a lot of work to me. There, there are things the Bible does not address, of course. There are certainly things that you've got to just use your head and figure out. You know, God did give us a brain, and he wants us to use it, absolutely. But there are so many things that are addressed in the Word of God. I mean, there are so many things that are black and white in the Word of God. And because of that, the Word of God gives us counsel, but people are intentionally confused because they don't like the counsel of God. And so then they say things to me like, I'm so confused, Pastor, I don't know what to do. Well, sometimes you do know what to do, but you don't want to do what you need to do. And so then you just use, I'm confused, that card. Don't, we do not want to reject God's counsel, especially the simple kinds of God's counsel. Now, you know, there are things that, that are hard to know. You know, it's hard to know, for instance, if you should sometimes, if you, you know, should take a different job or not. Some of those things are kind of hard to know. Um, sometimes it's hard to know, you know, like, um, you know, should I, you know, sometimes people are, are thinking of, say, moving away. They're going to a good church and they maybe are going to move to a different area to be closer to family or whatever. Those are hard things to know. But there are other things that are very easy to know about the Word of God. And I'm telling you, God has got counsel. He wants us to succeed but we've got to listen. Hosea chapter 4 and 5 says, chapter 4 and verse 5 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. You see, God's talking, God's telling us, but will we do it? Tell me what to do, Pastor Bob. Okay, but will you do it? I mean, will, will you do it? I mean, will you get a haircut, you guys, if God tells you that it's a shame for a man to have long hair, which he does say? Well, I, I really don't want to do that, Pastor Bob. I like my hair long. Well, the Bible says a man should have his hair short, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm just pulling stuff out of, that's not in my notes, but I'm telling you, God has got counsel. He does. He has got counsel. And, and he's the wonderful counselor. He's not just the mighty God. He's not just the everlasting Father. He's not just the Prince of Peace, but he's a wonderful counselor. And if you listen to him, you you will succeed. If you listen to him, he will honor that. <coughs> the entire Bible, you can't hardly find a page in the Bible that doesn't talk about listening to the counsel of God. You cannot hardly find a page in the Bible that does not talk about people that 
fail when they do not listen to the counsel of God. The reason the nation of Israel was was destroyed, was conquered, wasn't because God was weak, but they wouldn't listen to the counsel of God. They wouldn't. You know, and so so tonight in this you know, I'm giving a warning out to you and also a promise. I mean, if you will not listen to the counsel of God, you're heading for destruction. But if you will listen to the counsel of God, he will help you. I mean, the entire book of Proverbs talks about wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, like listening to God. You know, uh, you don't have to be confused. Like, for instance, you don't have to, the, the counsel of God will tell you to be honest. The counsel of God will tell you to quit stealing. The counsel of God will tell you to be kind to others and merciful to others. The counsel of God will tell you if, let's say, you're struggling with homosexuality, the counsel of God will tell you that God is says that that's not what we should be doing. It's a sin. It's not like God is wishy-washy about it. It's like, no, no, I'm. he's against it. Now you say, is he against people? He's not against people, but he's against actions that are wrong, that according to the Scripture. So many things are black and white in Scripture. That's why what's something that makes us all uncomfortable is religious kooks. Because religious kooks twist the Scripture to make it do whatever they want it to do. But the counsel of God is sure. It is true. I'm kind of getting worked up. We've got people saying they're tuning in now, so their Holy Ghost radio is working. Good. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. 501 Elks Drive, our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. I'm During the next few Wednesday nights, I'm teaching on Christian standards. And and um, this coming Wednesday, I haven't decided which one I'm going to teach on yet. I'll leave it as a surprise. Kind of know kind of know what I'm going to do with it, but, but I've got a whole series that I'm teaching on it, and I'm probably about halfway through or so, something like that. On Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock is our is Sunday school. That is for all ages. We have Sunday school for children, Sunday school for teens. We have Sunday school for adults. We've got during that 10 to 11 time, we have a basic Bible class that's being taught by yours truly out at the in a room right at the entryway of our church. If you don't want to come to church, if you don't want to worship God with us, come at 10 o'clock and sit in my class. I'll give you a cup of coffee and a cookie and... Uh, and we're going to talk about some basic Bible things. My next week, I'm talking about still talking about prayer, what that is, what we're supposed to do. Friday mornings at 6 a.m. For any of you early birds, any men, we have a men's Bible study at 6 a.m. And there's just about always a, a breakfast there with coffee. So that's at the church, 501 Elks Drive. You just show up. You don't have to make an appointment. Just come. If you don't know a soul, we're going to treat you good. Just show up. 501 Elks Drive, 6 a.m. Friday morning. So those are the different things. Tuesday nights in Beach at the Beach Community Center. That's a city about 60 miles west of Dickinson. Thursday night in Bowman, 18 North Main in Bowman. 
and Sunday mornings in Bowman at 10.30 in the morning. That's how you can get a hold of us. Bring your burdens. Let me get back to my topic. Bring your burdens, your problems to him. And his counsel will guide you through everything. If you listen to it, if you'll do what it says, it it really will. God honors people that will listen to him. You know, um, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 is certainly one of the more quoted verses in the Bible. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now, that's a beautiful verse, and even just this week, that verse really spoke and ministered to me. But to have that work in your life, to cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you, we better read the verse before that, First Peter 5 and 6. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Humbling yourself before God means that you'll humble yourself to his counsel. You know, that's so important. If you want him to give you peace that passes all understanding, I, I mean, I, I, it's a simple topic, and maybe it's a broken record tonight. Maybe I've already, Maybe you've already turned it off, like, I got it, Pastor Bob, got it. But, but humble yourself before God. Do what he says. You know, if you do that, God will take your situation and turn it around. He'll make it better if it's already good. I don't know why I want to sing this. I just just popped in my head. Let's try it. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And he will lift you up higher and higher, and he will lift you up. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. (laughs) And he Higher and higher, and he <coughs> lift you up. Sing it with me. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And he will lift you up, up into heaven, and he will lift you up and he will lift you up higher and higher and he will lift you up and that is so true let me finish with one more scripture that my good friend Mark Soberg just texted me it says this Proverbs eleven fourteen, where no counsel is, the people fall. 
but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Seek after God's counsel. Don't reject God's counsel. It'll get you to heaven, and it'll help you in every single area of your life. Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this program, I ask you to help us, help those that are listening. God, help those that are listening to begin listening to your counsel, not to Pastor Bob. Lord, help them to realize that it's important who they listen to, not just this world telling them what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's evil, but, God, that they would begin to listen to your counsel for their marriages, for their raising their children, for their even for their health, God. I pray that you just help us all in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening, and I am going to finish this program out with a song called The Captain by Bill Farron. This is uh, one of the best apostolic CDs ever put out. Sound quality, lyrics, um, style of music, his vocals are good. And so I, I like this. I, it's, I play these songs, you know, quite often on this broadcast. Bill Farron, he's an evangelist. The uh, CD is called The Captain. Here's the song. God bless you. Lord willing, I'll be back with you next Sunday night. Distractions
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.